Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong mom. Welcome back to another episode. And today we are talking about the science of building or maintaining your muscle while you're out of the gym, while we're working at home, because now um, we are at this point where we know we're probably not going to be going to the gym for a, a while now. At first, it was uh, two weeks, and I was being very hopeful that I would be back in the gym, and now I'm realizing that is getting extended. Um, I'm hoping um, that once May turns around, hopefully we can start going back, and gyms will start becoming... Um, more available again, right? We can go to them. But for now, we really got to do what we can at home to make progression, to also even maintain muscle. So really, I'll be completely honest, when all this happened, I was like, totally bummed I wasn't going to go to the gym. A lot of it is because for one, that's my that's where I make money, um, that's where my job is, but also because of the interaction with people. And then also for my own gains, I felt like I was just now getting really good. I um, maxed out. I did 265 pounds on the squat. You know, the, the week before I knew we were going to be living, you know, it was the last week at the gym or the last few days. I really just went as hard as I can as far as strength goes because I knew I wasn't going to have those weights anymore. So I was making great progress. So in my head, I was really bummed out thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to train strength anymore. I'm going to go back. I'm going to regress. And I think a lot of people, uh, when our, you know, our schedules get changed up, you know, a lot of us had certain kind of goals in my mind's always, you know, strength-based goals a lot of the time, and especially right now it was, is, you know, I got stuck in that. So whenever that got changed, it was just like alert mode, (laughs) like, oh, shit, what am I going to do now? And then you start thinking the worst, right? So I'm going to be completely honest. I'm a very positive person. But at the same time, I had that moment I struggled with. And so I had to change my mindset around that I can still at least maintain my muscle at home, though I'm not going to have access to all the weights and equipment that I once, um, you know, had at the gym. So I started doing more research on how does, um, how do you maintain muscle? How do we grow muscle? What are the actual mechanics in all that? And I'm going to share that with you guys today because it's really promising, especially if you're somebody that is is still considered a beginner in intermediate phase. So that is if you've been lifting um, weights or exercising, specifically I'm talking about lifting weights, for less than two years, then you are considered um, a newbie or intermediate. If you're somebody that's been lifting weights routinely and has been going up in muscle and strength, um, so you, that means you've been working out properly to create that. And you've been doing that for three years or more than you would be considered advanced. So where, and I'm more towards that advanced line. I'm more, because I've been doing this now for over three years, but a majority of you that are listening to this, 
um, you're still in that beginner or intermediate phase. And that is amazing. You're in like the best setup to continue to see um, progress while you're at home without having access to everything you did in the gym. And so today, what I really want to do is I want to give you hope and I want to educate you to realize that you don't have to have the gym in order to make progress because really what I want to see is people still working out, people still doing things and continuing your routine. More importantly than ever, that needs to continue to happen. Not only in a health stance, right? We all got to keep our metabolism, not our metabolism, our immune systems up and exercising can do that, but also from a mental um, aspect. You know, for me, exercise is very mental. It's how I control my issues when it comes to my emotions and, you know, my mindset. And so it's really important more now than ever for us to stand in that integrity. So I want you to walk away from this episode and feeling empowered feeling like you can still make progress and empowered to do so. So that way you get your butt up and you keep doing things because now we're going at, for me personally, it's now it's two weeks of gyms being closed. All right. And, you know, first week, um, you know, I was very hopeful we'd be back going back to the gym next week. I would be going back to work. That obviously is not happening. So I'm really now taking it seriously. How am I going to work out at home? And so that's going to be another episode that I'm going to um, give you guys going forward, um, maybe this week, maybe next week, is what is my programming at home look like? But today, it's really going to be explaining why I'm doing that and how you can translate that for yourself. So it's very important not only that I share with you like, okay, here's a workout. I want to share with you why. Why does that work? So that you're actually learning something going forward and not just blindly following me, if that makes sense. So let's go ahead and get started. Let's talk about, we're going to do, we're going to go, we're going to first, let's talk about building. So really we're talking today about building muscle and how can we, um, how can we do that without doing heavy weights? And let's first talk about building muscle in general. So in order to build muscle, we have to have protein synthesis, which synthesis, which is building up your muscle. This is the process of your body repairing and building muscle. Now, there are three ways that we can stimulate this process when it comes to exercise. Okay. And those are the three mechanics of building muscle that we're going to talk about today. But just on a side note, do remember that recovery is a very big part of protein synthesis. And you know, your work, your recovery, your workout is only as good as your recovery. I tell my clients that all the time. So not only is it important what you're doing in, in the gym or during your workouts, it's very important what you do afterwards. That's going to dictate what's going to happen with that stimulus you just activated. So you need to be really more than ever making sure if you want to maintain your goal, your you, what you have done in the gym so far and progress that, that you focus on your recovery. So nutrition, eating one gram of protein 
per uh, one gram of protein per pound of lean body weight is what you need to be really focusing on right now. Um, if you are somebody that is a hard gainer, it took you like like me. I would consider myself a hard gainer. I've had to work my butt off these past three years to gain the muscle that I do have because I'm naturally a smaller person. Doesn't mean that I I uh, don't have any problems gaining weight. Uh, trust me, if my pregnancies, I can gain weight. What I do struggle with though is gaining muscle. So for me right now, it's really important that I eat my um, amount of protein I need to, but also that I'm getting in enough calories as well. So I'm now, I'm, I'm making sure that I'm really eating at maintenance level calories, maybe a little over, because I don't want to break down muscle. I don't want my body to have to tap in and start breaking down that muscle for energy. Um, so that's another really important thing to to think about for you hard gainers or people that have really struggled with gaining muscle is you don't want to be eating in a calorie deficit. Um, right now, that's probably not a problem, right, with all the, the munchies we have at home and we're, or the quarantine munchies, as we like to call them. Um, but just keep that in mind. Um going forward. Also sleep. Sleep is very important only for your immune system, but as far as muscle repair um, and and all that good stuff and protein synthesis, uh, a lot of that, a lot of those repairing things happen while we're sleeping. So sleep is very important. Let's aim for eight to nine hours. Uh, most of us shouldn't have any problems getting that right now. So those are the recovery things that I would really focus on as far as pushing for protein synthesis. Um, now let's talk about the mechanics of this when it comes to fitness. We're going to talk about there's there are three ways in which three mechanics of muscle building and they are muscle tension, metabolic stress, and muscle damage. All three of these things, and we're going to talk about it in further detail, all contribute to protein synthesis, which is the the act of your body repairing and building muscle. So muscle tension, we'll talk about that first. That is the one that I talk about the most and that is created um, when we progressive overload where we heavy lift over time, right? I always talk about this, adding more weight over time, increasing your strength. This is where muscle tension comes into play. It's really creating that muscle um, tension under under time, right? If It's really a force that stretches the a material, which is your muscle. And, and we really, the best way to do this is by lifting heavy weights. And this is the one that most people really stress. So when you look up how to build muscle, you're going to see this one a lot. This is tension under time. This is, it's also called, like I said, progressive overload. Um, but as you see, we still have me- metabolic stress and muscle damage to talk about as well. So it is not the only key factor, or it is. it might be one of the key factors for building muscle, but it's not the only factor in building muscle. So there's what I'm trying to say here is when you don't have access to lifting heavy weights, um, that there is still hope. There's still other ways that we can create this protein synthesis. Um, so other, so also in the realm of muscle tension is increasing time under tension. So what does this mean? How can we take advantage of muscle tension when we don't have the heavy weights? Well, what we can do is we can slow down those rep ranges um, 
So I'm talking about, you know, using resistance bands. I'm talking about lighter weights. Um, guys, I've been doing workouts um, on Fitness 828, which is the gym that I work for. I've been doing workout videos showing how you can create resistance um, through a backpack, right? So using one of your kids' backpacks from schools and putting water bottles or putting cans or whatever in there. I, I recommend cans or water bottles because it's something that is easy to, um, you know, figure out the weight in because it's all pretty, it's equal in weight, right? So you can take them out and you can kind of know how much you're adding or how much you're taking away. But we need to be creative, right? So there's ways we can create this tension without necessarily having weights. I myself ordered a bunch of resistance bands off of Amazon because I don't have set up here at my house. So that's what I'm going to be using a lot. And I'm actually going to create a video um, that's on my list of, of, of not video. Um, I might do a video, I might do a Facebook live, but it's in my list of podcasts to create is how resistant band, I started doing research and resistance bands are awesome. Like in, in order to create metabolic stress, which we're going to talk about next is a, another key factor. One of the three ways that you can create protein synthesis, you can create muscle building is through metabolic stress and resistance bands are awesome at in, inducing that. So if you can get your hands on some resistance bands and use those at, at home workouts, um, that's something that I would highly recommend. And so Let's go back to this idea of time under tension. And so when we're slowing down our reps, we're creating more of a tension through a full range of motion. And we really want to stick with that tension, you know, so like example, a rep, like you're doing reps, we really want those reps to last 30 to sec 70 seconds um, of that time under tension. And that's what you need for for muscle building. So that's a good rep, uh, rep range of tension. So what that means is we can create a longer time under tension by just simply slowing down the rep. So, and this is something in any time that you're lifting weights that you should be mindful of is doing a full range of motion. Am I taking this in a full range of motion? So for example, doing a bicep curl, we don't want to be doing half ass reps. We want to be going all the way up, all the way down in a very controlled manner. And so when we are doing um, that controlled manner on the way down, we're increasing that tension. And so a lot of, not a lot of times, but I will see this at the gym, people lifting weights, they're so focused on the concentric, which is bringing the weight up, like example in a bicep curl, that they don't focus on the eccentric, which is lowering the curl, right? And they're leaving progress on the table because they're not going through that full range of motion and they are not continuing that tension on the way down. Okay, so that's one way that we can simulate muscle tension is by being mindful of increasing um, that tension, time under tension, taking it through full range of motion. This is a great way, like oh, I said, if you can't do heavy weights and, and focus on progressive overload and um, that part of muscle tension, you can at least focus on increasing time under tension. Okay, so once again, you do that, you want to create a rep range of uh, something that lasts 30 to 70 seconds, time under tension. That's a muscle building rep range, I mean time range for time under tension. Okay, so now we're going to move on to metabolic stress. So this is the second mecha uh, mechanism of muscle building to create protein synthesis. I'm going to repeat myself a lot because these are things that are I, uh, new concepts maybe for a lot of people and we learn through repetition. So when I talk about 
this, you're going to hear me repeat myself a lot of the times. And, and that's on purpose. It's not just because I want to hear myself talk. It's because I'm trying to get this concept into your brain. And that's going to happen by repeated exposure. So second um, metabo- uh, <laughs> mechanism of muscle building, metabolic stress. Okay. Metabolic stress. What is included in metabolic stress? This is what people call the burn. And I don't think I have to explain that very much. If you are somebody that's ever exercised in your life, you know what the burn is. Okay. So that is metabolic stress, that burning feeling you're getting, you're stressing that muscle out. And then that burn happens. Another uh, way we create metabolic stress is through the pump. If you're somebody that is a familiar with lifting weights, you know what the pump is. That's when our, our mus, uh, that persistent muscle contraction, it increases that blood flow. And really, if you didn't know what that blood flow is doing, so whenever, let me explain what happens. When we're doing explosive movements, when we are doing exercise that is uh, one to three minutes or three minutes or less, it is considered anaerobic exercise. That means without oxygen, this is a high-intensity um, thing. So what happens, um, that type of exercise, anaerobic exercise, high intensity for short amount of period of time, it uses glucose as its energy pathway. Okay. So glucose, yes, um, that comes from eating carbs <laughs> or that's the, well, your body's number one way you could actually get it also from breaking down muscle, but we don't want it that way. Um, We want to, so this is why it's important also when you're doing high intensity exercise that you are eating carbs and you have glycos or I'm sorry, glycogen in your muscle that you can use as energy. This is used in anaerobic energy um, exercise, which is what we're doing with um, any type of high intensity. So Anyways, when that when you use that pathway when you're doing anaerobic exercise, um, you also the byproduct of that is lactate and and um, metabolites that build up in your in your muscle, and so your body will flush in or will bring in. Uh, blood into that muscle to flush out that lactate and those metabolites. Okay. And so that's how you get a pump. If you just wanted to know like the science behind it, that's how you get a pump. And this is, like I said, this is part of the metabolic stress. So a lot of, um, People that are bodybuilding say, oh, you know, there's more to it than just looking good because when you have a pump, it's like your muscles are filled with blood. You look better. You look harder. You can see more definition. And so there's actually a muscle building um, aspect to that pump as well. Okay, now that we understand what the pump is and... um, we talked also, like I said, about the the burning. All that is considered metabolic stress. How do we create that metabolic stress? And we do that through volume, which is more reps, right? And going to failure. These are things that are going to trigger that metabolic stress. So also another thing that is really good at this is really focusing on the contraction peak. So when we're squeezing at the top of that range of muscle, for example, let's just keep with the bicep curl example. At the very top of that peak, you want to really contract when that muscle is shortened. And this will also help 
as well to create a really good pump. So we want to focus on volume. We want to focus on really squeezing at the top. So if you notice, we're really talking about a lot of the quality of these rep ranges. So it's more, it's it's not just important to go through the motion, just to go through the motion of a rep. I've seen this as a personal trainer multiple times. You know, somebody can look like they're doing a rep efficiently, right? They look like they're doing it right, but when I ask them, hey, are you feeling it where you should be? And they're not. And that's because of the quality is better over just doing the motion or they're just half-assing the full range of motion. They're not really having that mind-muscle connection. So once again, mind-muscle connection, when I'm telling you, you really, you know, focusing on squeezing at the top when the muscle is shortened in that peak contraction state, that's really having that good mind-to-muscle connection that you can actually do that and trigger that at the top of that range of motion. So that's really important to really think about as I'm discussing all this with you, how can we get more quality out of our reps because we have limited access to equipment or we don't have access to heavy weights? And so this is, once again, this should be creating that um, empowerment that you can have amazing progress at home without all the equipment. So once again, just to recap, metabolic stress is going to be the pump, the burn, um, you know, this is created through going close or going close to failure. So what does that mean? That means like you're doing so many reps that you can't do anymore. Like you literally go to failure. Your muscle cannot contract any more reps. That's called going to failure. Um, and that in itself kind of goes with volume because volume is another aspect of metabolic stress. It means doing a lot of reps, right? Doing a lot of volume work. And that will happen when you try to go to failure. So now let's talk about the third mechanism of um, protein synthesis, gaining muscle, which is muscle damage. Now this one's kind of one that I don't like to focus on too much. Also, when I've done research on mechanics of creating muscle uh, building, this is not the one that you want to focus on the most, okay? So this is why we're leaving at the end, but it does, muscle damage does play a part in this whole process. And so what is muscle damage? It's inflammation from exercise. It's, you know, that damage that you're creating during exercise because you are, you know, creating damage while exercising, being, you know, micro tears in the muscle, um, also to ligaments and things like that. That's also damage that occurs when we are, you know, doing um, strength training. So, or any exercise can create that actually. So muscle damage, how can we take advantage of this before, as protein synthesis, as a part of creating muscle? First, let me explain why this is a slippery slope and which, why this is not the main thing we should focus on. So when it comes to protein synthesis, we want a majority of that protein synthesis to go to building muscle, not just repairing muscle. And if we have created so much damage during that exer- during that exercise that most of that protein synthesis goes to muscle repair, then you don't have that much left over, if any, to go to muscle building, which means that you're not going to progress when it comes to creating muscle. So it's really important that we only um, elicit enough damage to signal uh, a stimulus, okay? So what does that mean is we don't want to overdo it. We want to do just the right 
amount, and this is called minimum effective dosage. I've talked about this in other podcast episodes, how we just want to do the, the, the least amount of what it takes to initiate a response, to initiate a stimulus, to create change, to create adapt, adaptation. We don't want to go over, um, and that's a whole nother conversation that I've already talked about. I'll have to link that in the, that podcast in the show in the show notes. So now that you realize that, let's talk about this whole thing of uh, muscle damage and how we can kind of use this to our advantage. Um, so when it comes to muscle damage, um, you know, a lot of the times this will happen when we're doing something that is unfamiliar, right? Like we're, we're doing something that we normally don't do. So if you are working out at home now, that in itself and working out with different types of equipment, for example, I'm going to be working out with resistance bands, that in itself is something totally new and novice and that's going to create in itself muscle damage and being sore. Um, now the next thing is really focusing on the eccentric part of an exercise. So just to recap, eccentric is, uh, so you have two different, when you're doing a lift, so for example, sticking to bicep curls, when you are going up, that is considered the concentric part of the lift. And when you are going down, that's considered the eccentric. So when you're going up, you're shortening that muscle under tension. When you're going down, you're lengthening that muscle under tension. So when we're focusing on the eccentric, the lowering part, the, the lengthening of, um, of tension on the muscle, that in itself, really focusing on that part can um, elicit and create more muscle damage. So for example, if you're somebody that lifts weights, have you ever noticed that when you're doing biceps and you do preacher curls that you get a lot, you get more sore on preacher curls than regular curls. And the reason is because um, you're able in a preacher curl setting when you're sitting on that bench to really accentuate that um, and that lengthening of tension, the eccentric part of it. So that creates more muscle damage, that creates more soreness, all right? And so that's a way that we can um, really focus on kind of taking advantage of this Metab- um, this muscle damage is once again going through a full range of motion, making sure that we're really focusing on the eccentric part, and that's how we can um, create that that metabolic. I mean, that muscle damage, and that's one way that I would really uh, really use this as far as a way to increase protein synthesis versus the muscle damage of just working way too hard, doing way too much. Because like I said, you really want to make sure that protein synthesis is mostly going towards muscle building and not towards muscle uh, repair, all of that, right? So those are the three different ways that we can build muscle. We can do it through, and I'm just going to recap real fast, muscle tension, which the most popular way with muscle tension is progressive overload, which is lifting heavy weights over time. But a lot of us don't have that luxury anymore because we're not in the gym and we don't have all the equipment at home. So what we can do is we can increase time under tension. We can slow down the reps. Remember, we want to create that tension for 30 to 70 seconds in a set, right? And that's a muscle building tension range that we want to focus on. The second part of building muscle is metabolic stress. That's the burn. That's the pump. Remember, we create that through volume and through, um, what was the other part? The vol- Yes, going to failure. So volume and going to failure is a big part of the metabolic stress. 
And then the third part of building muscle is muscle damage. And like I said, we don't want to do too much muscle damage. We just want to stimulate or to create a little bit, right? And um, that we can do through really focusing on the eccentric part of the lift, which is the lowering part of the lift when the muscle is lengthened. And then also we can do this by doing something new, by doing some type of form of exercise that we usually don't do. So that's a perfect um, right now is a perfect way to stimulate that or simulate that is whenever we can't work out and do our normal routines and we have to work out at home. So now I want to just tell you a couple of things that I would focus on when you are creating an at-home workout. I did say that I, and I, I promised you guys that I will come out with um, a podcast episode just talking about how I am doing my workout plans at home and why. And a lot of it is going to be based on what I just shared with you today. But if you don't want to wait till then, you want to start creating your own, um, I guess, workout plan at home, these are the things that I would really, these are the takeaways that I would really tell you that are applicable that you can apply to creating a workout program at home that you should really focus on. So the first thing is, once again, quality of rep of reps, right? So we want to be doing a full range of motion. There's no nine or any partial reps. Um, we're going to slow down the ranges of the tempos, right? We're going to slow down that tempo range and keep it between 30 to 70 seconds a set um, and cause. And so once again, we're really going to be focusing on metabolic stress more than anything when it comes to um, exercising at home without heavy weights. So instead of really focusing on time under, or not time under tension, but tension itself with heavy loads, now let's focus on the burn. Let's focus on um, the pump aspect. And we're going to create that by changing tempos and rep ranges. So for example, if you're somebody that was strength building, muscle building mostly at the gym, like myself, you were probably focusing more on lower reps, right? So I focused a lot on 12 reps and less. So now what I'm going to be doing at home is I'm going to be focusing on going to failure. So that might look different for different exercises. So going to failure, like I explained earlier, is is literally going to you can't do anymore. And that's going to look different for um, different people, depending also on what kind of loads you're using. Like for me, I'm going to be using different resistance bands. I don't know what you're doing, but just keep that in mind. Also, um... Focusing on the eccentric portion of the lift, so the really contract uh, coming down in that eccentric, the lengthening of the muscle, and really um, focusing on on going slow through that range of motion. Um, the other thing that I would recommend working on is um, working on the peak contraction. So when the muscle is at its shortened length, uh, this the length, the short of length of the muscle. So for example, bicep curl at the very top of that, um, that would be considered the contraction peak and really squeezing on that part before I focus on slowly lifting down. So those are things I would um, definitely keep in mind if you're trying to maintain or build strength while you can't lift heavy. Um, Another thing, like I said, just to recap, is focusing on eating one gram of protein per uh, pounds of lean body weight. So if you're 130 pounds and you are about um, 10 pounds within your ideal uh, weight range, 
then I would focus on eating 130 grams of protein. If you're 180 pounds and you're trying to still lose weight and your ideal weight would be 140, 150, then I would focus on eating 150 grams of protein um, a day. Okay, so that way we can keep that protein synthesis, whatever you're doing your workout plans, you can keep that going and ensure that you're building muscle and I'm not if it, even if you're not even building muscle just maintaining it so even if you can't really work out really still focus on eating that one gram of uh, protein per lean body weight oh gosh let me think if there's anything else um, I can think of I'm pretty sure there is and but the thing is this won't be the last uh, podcast that I'm going to give to you guys we're all in this together I know we're all at home. I know this because there's no gyms in the U.S. that are open right now, and especially, I mean, and even in other countries as well. So if you're a listener that's in a different country, then you know we're all in the same boat. And so I really want to take this time to focus on educating you guys, helping you get through this, because like I said, this is not about just keeping your muscle gains or making more gains. This is about sanity for some of us and being able to continue in that progression of what we were already doing and not get off of our routines. That's another thing too. It's very important is you want to keep to continue to create this routine of exercise for yourself so that when you the gyms do open up, it's going to be a very easy transition for you to get back into what you were doing. And just to help you out too, to kind of have a, um, a good mindset around this, I already know for myself that I'm going to lose strength. If I'm not able to push heavy weights, like I'm going to lose strength. But I want you to know, and that might be the case for you too, but you're going to gain that back really quickly when you get back into the gym. You're, you have muscle memory. And, and the more you can do now to prepare yourself and to keep yourself active and at least be um, stimulating your muscle in some way is really going to translate to when you get back in the gym that you're not going to be that far behind, that you're going to make that progress. So don't feel like you're completely going backwards. There's tons of different ways that we can use this time to focus on different things that might mean changing up what your your goals were, but it doesn't mean that you can't have goals still, and it doesn't mean you can't make progress in some way. So please keep that in mind. Also, when it comes to losing muscle, um, I had to find the study, but there is a study that shows that you can maintain your muscle mass just doing a ni- uh, one ninth of what the what you were doing before that you were doing in order to gain the muscle. So. That's not, that's a fraction of what you were doing before in order just to maintain the muscle you have. And by eating enough protein, getting enough sleep, um, just doing enough stimulus to maintain muscle, you can get through this until the gyms open back up and not have lost any of your progress and have maintained it. Um, If you're somebody that's new to working out, you can definitely, definitely make progress at home, just even doing body weight exercise. Because at this point, if you are somebody that never really used resistance, like even just your body weight will be enough resistance to stimulate a change and to stimulate what I was talking about today, as far as um, protein synthesis and building muscle. So there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of good things to think about when it comes to this. It's not all doom and gloom because our schedules have changed and gyms are closed. Um, let's see what other things can I share with you guys. I um, I believe it's um, if in order to lose muscle, it's two weeks of doing nothing at all. 
Um, but if you are, like I said, you can easily maintain, right? You can easily maintain your muscle by just doing something, just doing a fraction of what you were doing. So really keep that in mind. Um, some other things that I'm going to be doing is focusing on things that are not strength-based because that's always been my goal is to get stronger and I can't focus on that right now. So I'm going to start creating other goals for myself, which I'm going to share whenever I share with you what my exercise programming is looking like in a future podcast. But I think I've gotten the point down of of what I really wanted to share with you guys today. Um, I hope that you're walking away with this with a better you know, more positive mindset around getting to work at at home because I don't want you to just give up and throw in the towel and think like, okay, it's just pointless. There's no point in even working out at home because I can't do what I was doing at the gym. It's not pointless. It's not pointless at all. Okay. So if you have any more questions um, when it comes to this episode, you might have to listen to this episode a couple of times to really get the stuff to sink in if this is something that's really new to you. And that's perfectly fine. But um, just wanted you to know I'm here for you. If you have any questions, you can hit me up on social media, Mama's New Strong. You can email me just at mamasnewstrong.com. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to hear if this was helpful for you. And as always, if you can, leave a review on the podcast. Um, for one, it just totally makes my day, but for two, it helps to uh, for other people to find the podcast because the more positive reviews and things I have, the more iTunes will push my podcast out when people are searching for new podcasts and more than likely if it helped you it's going to help somebody else so that's a an awesome way to pay it forward if you're enjoying the podcast but I'm going to leave you guys with that and for now go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are and I will see you in the next episode bye for now Hey there, mama. Are you trying to figure out how to lose the last of the belly fat, but also have strong curves in all the right places with a booty that would make JLo proud? You've lost the majority of the baby weight, but now you want to take your fitness to the next level by gaining lean muscle and transforming your body. So you've Googled things like how to gain lean muscle, how to get tone, and you've tried free fitness challenges from Instagram fitness chicks, but you're still stuck and nothing seems to be working. I hear you loud and clear. I've totally been there. And you could totally trial and error it like I did for a few years, but I don't want you to get so frustrated that you give up in the process altogether. So I created this simple and right to the point guide that explains the top five fitness mistakes you are making that are keeping you stuck. These are the top five things that I continue to see sabotaging women's results. And these are the five top things that I struggled with and I had to learn to overcome when I had to take, when I wanted to take my fitness to the next level. So you're going to want to go ahead and grab this free guide. You can go to www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash five mistakes. That's www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash five mistakes because I don't want you to make these same mistakes in 2020.